everybody. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to The Art of Comedy on Peach Radio. Today, I'd like to have a conversation about, I don't know, race, religion, women, terror, and comedy. A light day. <laughs> so uh, I brought a couple of comics in to join me, and Shannon McDonough is here, and Adam, of course, is on the board. Hello, hello. Um, we've got a, a girl and a boy, or a man and a woman. Uh, we can't even talk about that if it's offensive. I'm paranoid. Uh, I don't know. With gender fluidity, should I not even be identifying gender? I don't know. I want to say no one's judging you, Maggie, but I don't know that. They very well might be judging you. Oh, that was Ali Hassan. So we're going to start with uh, Aisha Brown. You sent me a bio um, that said, you know, uh, you were an up-and-coming comic, which you are, and a rising star, which you didn't say, which I am going to say. Um, I could have told you that the first <laughs> time you opened your mouth. But um, here's what I find about those bios that say stuff. Um, and Shannon, maybe you agree with me. They tell you what people have done, but they don't tell you who you are. Exactly. So yes. uh, Aisha, um, uh, Ali Hassan is also here. We're going to start with Aisha Brown. Tell me who you are. Hmm. No mean, pressure. No pressure. No pressure but you're a comic. Yeah. What kind of comic are you, lady? Strong black woman. So mm -hmm. making strong black lady jokes. <laughs> strong black lady choices up there. But I do. I, uh, I, yeah, I'd say I'm a, a bit of like an absurd person. That's uh, who I am in life and on stage. Yeah. Um, Nobody can see Aisha right now, but she has a constant look in her eye. Like she's <laughs> about to do something. <laughs> it's all a lie though. <laughs> do nothing. I'll do nothing. No, um, that's who I am. I think, I think I'm, I've always been a ridiculous kid, ridiculous person. Uh, it's how I get by in life. Uh, well, what made you want to do comedy? A breakup. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, uh, I reached a point in my in my 30s where I just didn't uh, have anything to lose. So, Okay, yeah. so that's it. You hit rock bottom and you start that's doing right. comedy. All right, yeah. so that's what we know about you. A little bit about your comedy, though. You do talk, what do you talk about? I mean, um, I talk about race a lot. I ended up talking about race a lot. I do talk about uh, being like a single woman, but not in a way that's my really... bo whiny boyfriend stuff. Not that. No, I mean no. maybe a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want anyone to YouTube me and be like, "She's a liar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all she does." But uh, yeah, I think lately I've been going into more absurd things, but uh, like just being ridiculous on stage and having a little fun with the audience. But yeah, I do. I do like to talk about uh, more topical things is depending on the audience all right all right hold that thought um very accomplished sitting next to you uh comedian Al ali hassan is here he's also an actor he hosts his own xm and cbc radio show and he's uh, a darn fine chef and he's a i have fish taco breath right now um <laughs> you see uh, oddly i thought your breath was great well, it's... Oh! Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> all right. Not worried about offending anybody with that, right? That's no, good. That's no. right up... That, uh, was, that was the lowest uh, <laughs> joke. So so um, you have a lot of credits uh, to your name. I have a fair uh, amount that I've yeah, been on the... Uh, uh, um, several films. Uh, you were a, pa a panelist on the Strombo panel, um, on CBC. I mean, lead panelist. But I mean, what, what, what are we splitting oh, hairs here? It's not important. Oh, my God. It's not important. <laughs> not important at all. Whip it out there. So, but <laughs> other than your accomplishments, what do you want to tell uh, our listeners who may not be familiar with your work about you before we start our conversation? Well, Aisha, actually, you and I have this in common. I, you know, I got out of a relationship. You're an angry I was black living woman? with it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Independent, strong voice. I was in a. I, I broke up with somebody uh, who had. Uh, I later found out it was borderline personality disorder, and uh, we lived together for a year and a half, and it was probably the worst year of my life. And coming out of that, I was like, I am going to do everything 
that I said I was going to do, that I thought I was going to do, and that's what propelled me four months after that breakup. I just kept a book. I was like, I'm going to get on stage and do comedy. And I kept this book yep, and yep. I kept these notes. I was also a chef and there was another goal uh, in mind I had where I want to get on stage and I want to develop my, my, my onstage persona and my confidence because you can't get on camera three or four nights a week, but you can get on a stage three or four nights a week yeah. if, you, if, you, if you hustle. Well, if you break that. a lot of laws, you can get on camera three or four yeah, nights a week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if that's increasing your personality on yeah. air. And uh, are we still stopping people just for being of color in this city? Or, no, carding is done. When so, uh, I, no, I, I thought I, I think they're still done. doing it. No, I think they stopped. I think they're still doing it. Let's ask the they're, two people of color. Let's, well, you <laughs> well, know what? Let's go. I recently heard a, 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 an, um, an audition. I'm so in the I'm so in the oh, industry man, right the now. I recently heard an interview with uh, Chief Saunders. Is it Saunders? Mark Saunders, mm -hmm. right? Chief, please. It was like he was just being grilled, 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 and he is just a master of evading the question. Um, at the end of the interview, yeah. which was at least ten to twelve minutes, um, and what's his name? Sorry, uh, CBC Morning host. Um, on the Matt radio, Galloway? Matt Galloway was doing his damnedest to get information out of this guy, and uh, you know what? I was uh, I was quite displeased. I was like, this guy is he's just cut from the same cloth as any other police chief. He's a master of evading questions. And at the end, I literally did not know, and still do not know, if carding is officially because every time Matt would ask a direct question, is carding done? Well, Matt. You have to ask yourself, <laughs> what what do you mean by carding? Uh, do you mean this, or do you mean this, a, or do you mean this? So and then Matt would be like, "You're yes, not you're not answering bad. my question." He goes, I, "I beg to differ. I feel like I have answered your question because I've spoken about them." Oh my god! As a I former lawyer, I will say this about that: you're impressed by him. Yeah, that probably. is a, that is the way to go. Yeah. I mean, actually, shouldn't he? He'd be he'd get carded if he wasn't in uniform, exactly. wouldn't he? So yeah. interesting. He's probably well aware of well, that. Well, probably if you're a black police officer and you rise to be the chief of police that's a lot of it's a lot of evading that's a, sure, <laughs> that's a that's lot of avoiding a game yeah you're yeah. Pr he's probably a good chess player I'm hey okay. there was an episode of 30 sure. rock where uh where um uh tracy morgan goes to the president of nbc's house with uh jack donahue i'm gonna use the jack and tracy go to uh Don Geis's house and Tracy always tells it like it is right and then and Jack's like really disappointed and he goes what did you want me to come out here and not be black or what did you you know or who I am and this is who I am I'm a proud black man he goes no you idiot I wanted you to play the game he goes, I don't have to I'm a movie star he goes yeah when's the last time you made a movie and then the next thing you know Tracy's like giving a heartfelt speech about diabetes <laughs> and the next day he's having lunch with Don Geis right so yeah. uh, you might be right about that and I think let's bring that let's bring that to comedy because yeah. um that uh, and this is the art of comedy so sure. that's how we get to to uh, people like that help us um create characters in comedy but right now it's uh I don't know what the date is November 19th. 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 We are on the heels of two horrific terrorist attacks in Beirut and in Paris. And um, I would be um, an idiot not to ask you guys um, and all of us really how we respond as comics on the heels of terror. Like, um, what do you do? You stop? Oh, I love that, Ali. Just <laughs> well, to the you wanna, I mean, because I, uh, I could probably go on for a yeah, while okay. and I, I don't want to be. Do you stop? You know, Stop what making jokes or <laughs> when is it what do you okay as a current events comic uh, mm -hmm. it's obviously it's in the air what do you do I think you have to you have to say something about it especially if it's if you're performing the day of a horrific event you kind of have to say something about it even just off the cuff I, I think a good rule of thumb is just to say 
this is obviously this is a horrible thing that's happened. And then it's your job to kind of either bring levity or bring a point of view that hasn't been considered up. Mm -hmm. But I'm really cautious about wedging uh, a perspective down someone's throat. You know, like there's a difference. I think I'm probably a a comedian first and then an activist. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I can't find a way to make it funny, I'm not just going to say something for the sake of saying something because people are at a comedy show for distractions. They're running away from their problems. Mm -hmm. So if I can't say what I need to say in an articulate and funny way, then it's not worth it. So if it's not funny, you won't say it. If it's not funny, I'm not going to say it. But I I do respect the need to try to make it funny. Like I think, or not even just funny, but just bring clarity to something. I think a lot of comedy that I like is comedy that makes me go, aha, right? Mm -hmm. So if I can do that, then I'm happy. How would you do that in in this uh, time? Uh, I was tied. Um, (laughs) I don't have, uh, in this particular time. I've actually been racking my brains about it. And I I think for me, I have to make the target a person who said something ridiculous. So you look at uh, the people who are burning down a mosque in Peterborough. Right. They're the target of the joke. Right. Right. Because their their fear makes them ignorant and that'll make them funny. We can all agree they're idiots. Are those jerks who uh, beat up that Muslim woman in North York? They're the target of a of a joke. Right. You have to. Well, they don't even understand that they're actually part of the problem. I mean, right, that's, right. That's, that's the funny part about them. Um, Ali, you posted a very long, um, I didn't mean to Sorry, say, I'll um, shorten it next <laughs> time. No, come on, man. As far as Facebook pastes, posts go, um, it was pretty long, um, yeah. you know, and it wasn't about a kitten or, you know, some self-serving, uh, I had the worst day of my life today kitten because material, my actually. kitten stopped lactating. What? Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I don't want to read it. But if you could, in a nutshell, it for us, uh, what your post was about and uh, and why you wrote it. Well, I I had a show uh, the night before. Uh, this is you know, there's Beirut attacks, and then on Friday night there's the Paris attacks, and then on Saturday night I had a show called Muslim Interrupted, which is a show coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I certainly hope yeah. so. Um, I <laughs> what was, a publicity uh, stunt! Yeah, indeed, indeed. What lengths will I not go to? Um, so now you. You know, I have to. The elephant is in the room, well, right? I, I have to I'd obviously. Say, yeah. I have to address something, and I didn't know how much to address. I was in a similar situation uh, early, uh, you know, in the in the past year when I was going to Kingston Absolute Comedy to be the host, the MC that evening uh, for the week on Military Appreciation Night, and there was an attack on Parliament, mm. and I'm driving to Kingston. And I'm like, oh, the last thing people want to see. Period. Never mind on Military Appreciation Night is an Ali Hassan opening. So again, it was it was a similar feeling of like, what do I say? How much do I say? On, in Kingston, I was a little more serious. On my show, Muslim Interrupted, I said, um, all right, everybody, everybody, I hope you feel relaxed and feel calm. That's my uh, utmost priority. Make sure everybody's comfortable, which is why I've elected to speak about Islam for an hour. <laughs> Listen, couldn't rebook the room. The timing is bad. I get that. The timing's bad. And then there was a laugh in the room and it was like a release that I felt. And I was like, that's all I'm going to say about that. Right. That's all I'm going to say about that. But it bothered me at some level. It wasn't enough to just hashtag pray for Paris, or, yeah, you know, yeah. just be Paris, pray for yeah. Paris. And it wasn't appropriate for me the day of to be come see my show that night. So on Sunday... Uh, sorry, sorry. It wasn't enough for me to just be, say the show on the Saturday. So on the Saturday, what I did is I posted my actual feelings. And my actual feelings were that, uh, well, 
it's not people are trying to link the refugee crisis to this and uh, people are trying to, you know, link uh, liberalism to terrorism. And I'm like, I need to say something more. And what my actual feelings are is that it's it's such a bright. The way I end it was saying that, you know, if you, I, I feel genuinely if you let refugees into this country and you help them in a time of need, as we have with so many hundreds of thousands of refugees in the past, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the vast, vast majority will will react with gratitude and by contributing to society. That's what I truly feel. And then you went, and P.S., by the way. And then I, I said, ironically, <laughs> I now got to get to work, uh, paradoxically almost, on my uh, my show called Muslim Interrupted, because that was an interruption from a Muslim who was trying to work on his show. And obviously, that's a very selfish moment. So I tried to say it as, as a tongue-in-cheek. And, and you did, no, and it was very well said. It's a, it's a, it's a, it was a very all, posi- all sides covered kind of statement. Sure. And, We're uh, looking for answers. And I don't have the answers, but I just, I wanted people to know as a Muslim, I also want answers. I don't support any of this. I don't identify with How do you handle it in people? your comedy? Okay, that's a, let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, I mean, uh, I, you know, I have yeah. friends... First of all, I'm not a huge fan of religion, period. As a woman, I always say, show me one where literally every person, every deity in it is exalted, (laughs) who is exalted is a woman. I might consider it, but I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it for a number of reasons. And one of the top reasons is uh, when it's out of control, it's out of control, Sure, regardless of who it is. So um, I have friends who are Obviously, everything, Muslim, Jews, uh, Christians, uh, not creepy Christians. You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't have friends who are right wing, like lunatic. We hate everybody. Oh, you should. It, it's quite refreshing. No, I can't. <laughs> OK, I, I, I don't, you know, yeah. any more than I. But, you know, uh, it's I'm not going oh, my, my best friends are black. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is I put up with religion with my friends sure. because that's how they find peace and spirituality. One of my closest friends mm-hmm. is actually a Buddhist nun. Okay. So, you know, it to, for somebody like me who's not into religion and then your best friend, one of your best friends becomes, you know, robes and all. It's mm-hmm. something that I am, I, you know, I, we all have to deal with, but I make fun of religion in my show sometimes. Right. So how do you deal with it? When people really are using painting it with a broad brush, it's like all, all like you know, all Muslims are bad. Period. Well, I've always had uh, an agenda. It's uh, I don't want to say hidden agenda, but it's a it's a sort of a you know back room agenda. It doesn't come out very forcefully. But what I've always wanted to do was just get on stage and be funny. And the agenda there is if somebody's in the audience of a comedy club, it's like you know what I saw a Muslim guy tonight. Pretty cool, pretty relaxed, pretty funny, able to laugh at himself. Sometimes it's able to laugh at my Muslim culture, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just about a joke about food or my kids. But, you know, I don't have to shove the fact that I'm Muslim down anybody's throat. It's Ali Hassan, it's clear. But sometimes I will make jokes about Islam. And and uh, somebody, you know, I've been told, like, you shouldn't make fun of Pakistanis. Okay, we're trying to lift up. I'm like, no, you don't understand what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show people that... We're funny people and we can laugh at ourselves and there are funny things that happen. 
At the end of the day, we're all fucking weird. You know, this is what I was saying in my show. Mm -hmm. Like all of us, there is a weirdness to everybody. Like I know that that people will think that, you know, white people will probably find us ethnics weird. And I was like, you know how weird ethnic people find white people? You know how the things we talk about where you're like, you wear your shoes indoors, you put milk in your green tea, black pepper is a spice. Do I need to go on? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, these are like goofy things, yeah. but they are still things that we're like, no, we're, well, and letting it, the boyfriend sure. sleep over when your teenage daughter, you know, she's like 15, all the boyfriend's thing over. Those are mental. Those are insane to us. But it's like, we're all weird. It's just, so what I really do is I just preach a, you know, if I preach anything and I don't preach in, you know, in quotes, but I do push a sort of an agenda of acceptance and tolerance. Otherwise we're all fucked. Yeah. Aisha, do you, uh, culturally, do you feel like you're up there to educate people or do you feel like, I mean, you're, you know, you're a twofer cause you're a woman true. too, right? So, and you're in, uh, in the, the comedy land and you, and I've had this conversation where mm -hmm. I, I want to lift you out of the comedy clubs because <laughs> I think they are, um, anathema to uh, helping women and um, you're like no I'm going to stay in there and squash balls <laughs> I'm going to watch the testicles explode look oh, at me I bought the boots yeah so. yeah so, so talk to me a, a little bit about that because I know you have that that is your plan so talk to sure. me about talking about those things uh, and, and as you develop your comedy and how it relates to an audience yeah I think you know it's funny I, I did a I did comedy in Kingston recently and got the feedback from uh, like an older white gentleman came up to me after. He's like, funny stuff, but you should less racial stuff. Oh, yeah. right? Like he was really bothered that I was talking. Did you say he about was a white guy? Was he you know, a white guy? Yeah, he I don't think we white. had to say that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm interested, right? Yeah. I'm interested to know if he was like a person of color and was like, yeah. you know, it's not good because you're calling attention to us. Or he was like a white guy who older, older white dude. Yeah, older white dude. And actually, it, it that's happened to me uh, like a few times. Usually outside of Toronto, I'll get the feedback of like, mm, maybe lay off the race. You'd be a lot funnier if you'd stop talking about race. And, and I realized that just the fact that I'm up there and I'm saying anything is going to be offensive to some dude. So even though um, what Ali Hassan does on stage is very nuanced and smart, there's always going to be a person in the audience who's like, ugh, Muslim stuff. You know, like, there's always that jackass. And mm -hmm. so it's, all, I don't know, I sometimes feel that just existing in a space where I'm not welcome is making a statement. Not that I'm going to go well up there said. and say anything. Ooh, you but. go, girl. I like that. <laughs> I just feel like I could get you ahead faster if you'd let me suck you out of those horrible holes. <laughs> but can't you do both? Can't you? Yeah, well, I can't both? now because my place burned down. No, but no, uh, of course. I had a I had a plan for her. I had a plan for my her. My place burned down. Who knows who did it? Oh, huh? okay. <laughs> Ethnocentric. Because I'm because I'm, I'm Italian. Yeah. Everybody thinks I burned it down. No, we just think you're a smart you're a psychopath. lawyer. Because you're a psychopath. Everyone thinks you burned it down. Because I'm an ex-lawyer. Yeah. You know what? No. I mean, I, sorry. sorry. No, I'm just saying there's a lot of guilt in my culture and. I was raised amongst the Jews, so I would mm. never, ever take a match to anything because somebody might get hurt because I blame myself for everything anyway. So, yeah. you know, you really understood the culture. Did like, is there guilt in, like, do you guys have guilt? Sure, man. Sure. That's, you know, the, the, that show that I'm doing talks about this up and down guilt, how it came back. And that, you know, just the, you eat pork as a 15 year old and you literally walk around like, I'm going to get killed. Maybe it'll be this car. Maybe it'll be a lightning really? bolt. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you nice. have heaven and hell? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, that concept well, yeah, of, course, of heaven yeah. guides right. these, uh, the people these terrorists. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. also like a different type of guilt. I feel like if something happens in the news where uh, a black person, uh, does something wrong or is perceived to have done something wrong, 
there's always that feeling amongst black people of like, oh, mm. God, like, <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> no, you're going to say whatever you want. Uh, you're so cute. There's that feeling because I, I think there's there's for every um, outspoken uh, Desmond Cole yeah. type person, yeah. there's a Don Lemon. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. a there's a guy there's a black oh. guy Will, uh. Uncle John Lemon. Oh Uncle my God! Don no, you can say that. <laughs> I, can't, I, I let me tell you this. He's gay. I want to trade him back to the I straight know. side. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, please don't come out. Go back in. Right. Try to justify slamming a, a young black girl against uh. the like. We don't know the whole story. Like, do we need Excuse to know? Me. You know what's story? so funny? You and I have the same sort of, and probably Shannon yeah. have the same sort of embarrassment for Don Lemon mm-hmm. right. as as part of minority cultures. Because he's a twofer, right? Because right. he's gay and black. Yeah, I can't even. I can't. Every I can't. time he comes on, I'm like, Stop. now is he playing the game? Is he playing the Mark Saunders? Game? I would no, think he's possibly. That. I would think that. I can't imagine. I, I don't know unless where did he grow up that he didn't experience this obvious racism that's inherent. Um, well, it's all over the place, but especially in the Southern United States. Mm-hmm. Shannon, How could he do not? Think, see but Shannon, that? riddle me this. Yeah, I, I will make the statement. I do not believe that man is bright. I don't right. think okay. he's smart. No. Do you think he's smart? Because there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe I should be looking at all sides of the equation. See, the, here's mm. the other thing. And you could, but there's it, a paycheck attached to it. He's going to say what he has to say ex- to get paid. You're also expecting but, a lot more from journalists than they, than they are obliged to offer. So some of them will take the, the road, um, you know, more traveled. They'll go on the well-worn road and they won't, they won't. Man, when he's in Deer's headlights, he just sort of shuts off and just like, well, yeah. that's blah, blah, blah. like he just he goes, oh man, this guy's trying to make me think about something. If I think about something, that might open up a couple of doors to something that I don't want to go there and and ruffle any feathers. Well, who's well, the who's that uh, Republican candidate again? Ben uh, Carson. Ben Carson. <sighs> mm-hmm. Don Lemon. Mark Saunders, they're all a part of... Bobby Jindal, right. if I can add one of my yeah. own. Yeah, let's throw them in there. I yeah, think I okay, there's a real... And again, Bobby Jindal, also maybe one of my own. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God, sachet, sachet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have to be Go on, Isha. But there is a, there's almost a, there is a financial benefit to basically saying, hey, I'll be your token. But they are, right? are but they are, at, 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 for as comics, they are also... Have you never done oh, a Bobby they're... Jindal joke? Have you never done a, 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 a Don Lemon joke? Or sure. I, I mean, Don Lemon just reminds me of Liz Lemon. So that <laughs> alone is uh, as a thirty as a Tina Fey, you know, uh, fan. But uh, you know, Ben Carson. My God, I mean, Ben Carson. Yeah. I, 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 all I could say is that clearly he kept a, a few of his own prescription pads when he retired because <laughs> he always looks. He's got he's droopy, googly eyes. eyes, and he's yeah. a compulsive liar. Oh, like, my, yeah. and there's that, right? So, yeah, but mine. look at the when you see women like on Fox News or that that woman on Sun TV. They're like they're just so anti-woman, and they're so ridiculous. Sure. And we're gonna, I guess, we're sitting there going, "You're a woman. You shouldn't be so anti-woman." Yes, but they are great fodder for comedy. Now, but here's mm, here's my mm. question to you guys, all of you, is by okay. For some of them, I think there are certain people whose names I won't say, uh, one whose initials are AC, who is one of those conservative women, um, I think just fill a vacuum that they like are like you, what you said about uh, Don, the a paycheck being attached to it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and people often come up to me and say, why don't you talk about those people? Are there people you won't talk about in your comedy because you don't want to promote them even though they're ripe for material? 
Um, and cold. Oh, wait. Ah! <laughs> she who shall not be named. Come on. See, she definitely funny? is. Yeah. 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 So she's, I think she's definitely trolling. Yeah. Okay. Right? I agree. Right. Yeah. She's trolling. Yeah, there's, and there's trolls in every, you know, at some level, Donald Trump has to be trolling sure. as well. Right. He yeah. just. Well, he's today, a megalomaniac. I mean, today what I read, I mean, this guy is basically harking, trying to hark back to, uh, Memories of Nazism, yeah. you know, like uh, Muslims should have separate um, identification of some kind. Uh, of he said he kind. would seriously consider closing mosques yeah. in the United States. Yeah, well, and he's got a Well, he wants he's to reopen them as Trump mosques. So. <laughs> I mean, if he could brand them, he <laughs> would. Neon. If he could brand them, he would absolutely reopen them. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, the windows would fall out. Right. Somebody uh, go uh, bankrupt. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. He's collecting rent on that mosque. Yeah, good. yeah that'd be a different story. A he's all for it if it's a. Now he is cuckoo bing bong. I mean, uh, I, I, I think in that, in, you know, for me as a comic, all of that, uh, having just been down there and doing comedy and, and, and actually juxtapo juxtaposing the Canadian elections against the U.S. elections was a lot of fun for me because, mm -hmm. you know, I did a, a U.S. hate ad versus a, a, a Canadian hate ad, sure. right? And theirs was like, uh, Aziz, uh, there was evil. It was a brown guy, and he's like, he's members of the Socialist Party, and he's got and, and he's ties for, to, uh, to ISIS. That, yeah, and, and, and he he's for Muslim power. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. What is that? Like the next kind of like solar power, wind power? Yeah, and Prius is like uh, runs with Muslim power. I don't even. What are they saying? Like, what is Muslim power? Like, uh, well, it's so man. It's it's like the fantasy is coming true. That it it's. The fear mongering has been so successful beyond the wildest dreams of the mongers. Then isn't it our job then, both of you, isn't it your job to not, you know, I, I know you like the absurd, Aisha, but you say your activism comes second. You're a brilliant woman. <laughs> isn't it your job to go out there and start like breaking heads with comedy? Because frankly, people are terrified that, you know, you saw that little boy, the little uh, Asian French boy, you know, je papa, you know, the, mm -hmm, the, the guns are going to, the mean man. Les fleurs for rien, les fleurs oh my god, oh well, yeah, my yeah. god, I wanted to. But I mean, I'm you, I'm pointing at Aisha because you're saying my activism comes second. Don't, should it right now? That's a good question. I, I do struggle with it. I think it is difficult to be uh, political almost and a comedian in, in a stand up setting. Like if in a room full of other comedians, mm -hmm. because the then you're considered humorless, right? You get boxed into almost a Janine Garofalo category, and hmm. I'd say she's famous and yes, she's successful. Uh, Box me into her category. I well, wanna... she's fantastic and she's wonderful, but there's no way that if Janine Garofalo started off as political as she was, she'd be as successful as she is. Right. I don't uh, know how she started off. So stand up. She started with stand. She used to do. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I've been a stand up forever, and I've always been political. I mean, no, I don't have Janine Garofalo. But you're not as famous as Janine Garofalo. That's true. You know That's why? Because you're too political. Yeah, no, I don't no. think so. Why have you experienced? Backlash? Is it like what? What are you basing that on? Like in in Kingston, that comment. Yeah, sure. And there's also like uh, there's an online comedy community, oh. and I, I would say which you should stay away from. Which <laughs> I don't. Which shut is, up, bitch. It's a shut little up, bit bitch. toxic. Up, bitch. Well, yeah, yeah, you just kind of you can read the subtext, you can read between the lines, and you know as an and everybody here is an other in some sense, so you know when you're accepted, when you're not, and you can just tell there's certain language. It, it, it's it's funny. It's the same language that is subtle and racist is the same language that's subtle and sexist or uh, anti-Muslim. Like you can just read what people are saying and you know that the ice that I'm walking on is thinner than mm -hmm. the ice that a uh, bearded white gentleman doing comedy 
Like he's so, so then going yeah. back to what you were saying earlier, in fact, she shouldn't be off the online forum. She should be there uh, fighting for her place and the place of other others. But what she's to, saying is then she will be seen, be seen as a humorless, you know, uh, political comic and she's going to lose cred. I mean, there's a there, I understand what yeah. she's saying. There's a fine line that she's trying to walk by staying in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and yet at the same time, not being dragged down by the... But I think as a funny person, there's the there's wall, things you, know? you want to explore also. There's goofy things you want to explore. There's things you want to talk about. And if in that message you can, or in that in that moment, in that set, you can also push forward some, some message, then that's great. But if it's all, then you, you, I mean, look, these are my own insecurities. I know when I, if I do 20 minutes and it was all on my kids... I would start thinking that people are like, okay, that was funny, but does this guy have anything else to talk about right. beside his kids? W. Kamau Bell. When I listen to W. Kamau Bell, when you're getting the minute 16, 17 of like hard-hitting racial stuff, I need a break. I need a break too. And I feel like there's ways to, and that guy's, you know, very smart and very intelligent, but I feel like, and I, I don't will, think there's anything wrong with okay, also and, being absurdist and like, you know. And, and let's let's change directions baby then. Dick. Because I'm it, talking about baby dick over here. You know, baby. <laughs> that's, that's Let, no, no, let's switch directions because I, I think this is a good time to switch directions because, uh, Aisha, you're saying you like doing the absurd. And I think that, you know, um, if I'm listening to this and, and I'm a person who likes to go to a comedy club and I'm like, well, Maggie, shut up. Sometimes I just don't want to think about like that stuff. Um and I will give you a, a, an example of uh, I was in the States and now I used to do only current events stuff. And now I do um, I sto- I'm storytelling and current events comedy. So I do my we just post for a picture of that. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, we do our I do my storytelling first and then I do my current events stuff. Right. And it's interesting because I actually, you know, I, I, I'm sure they were having a dyke fight, but, you know, four women got up and left and I, you know, what, in 10 shows, what do I care that were all sold out Um and I, I said to the owner, you know, what happened? Oh, they, you know, she said she didn't like political comedy, right? So they, but I had their money and they were there for 30 minutes of storytelling, right? So when mm. I got to the politics, that was just it for them. However, in hindsight, when I rewatched the tape of the thing, I could pretty much see them in the back of the room having a, you know, why are you looking at her? You know, so it really wasn't about me. But the point is, is there are people who just want to hear, um, they don't want to hear anything at all. Uh, so, right. I do go. Well, okay. I think there's like a, there's a feeling there are people like we were talking earlier about how some people feel hyper offended by certain things. And I think some of those people are now uh, older white men. Mm -hmm. And so if you say anything, Mm -hmm. if you say anything that, (laughs) that borders on what they, they're sick of hearing, because they personally feel like they can't talk. They feel like they're being choked. Mm-hmm. And and so if I... Why have, do you think they feel like they're being choked? Because of political correctness? Yeah. I think they're finally being made to be aware of the fact that, hey, uh, some of the things you say or do have consequences. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to change for anyone. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm standing on... The fact that I'm standing on stage may just be enough. Right. But if I inject an opinion into that, mm-hmm. it's all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like the, an allergic reaction. So uh, because we are talking about the art of comedy, what? how do you craft a, a, a set for those people? Well, do I... Do you change when you see them in the audience? S- depends. Uh, it depends how depends? many... I'm <laughs> very young for that. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think it depends how many people are there like that in the... Like you kind of look at the makeup of an audience and decide how black am I tonight? Uh, wow. That's a that's a real question. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in Peterborough, I'm like, 
Hillary Banks. (laughs) (laughs) I loved Hillary Banks. If Uh, I'm in Toronto, I'm original Aunt Viv. Like there's there's a difference. Original Aunt Viv. You got degrees of blackness. And (laughs) I mean, Ali. That's a very interesting conversation in and of itself. You know, there was a guy named Eric McMahon who would work at the Comedy Works in Montreal where Mm -hmm. I would go. And it just so happened that I would get booked to MC and uh, I would often get paired with Eric. He would come a couple times a year because Jimbo loved to golf with him, the owner of the uh, of the comedy mm-hmm. So I just remember, you know, I would watch Jimbo him. Jimbo loved to golf in itself is just, those are words I never thought I'd ever hear. Oh, man, like obsessed. But Jimbo obsessed. liked golf. Oh, you didn't know Jimbo. You're no, just no, saying that those words, a, I know it sounds, it sounds so like, like a, some Southerner who yeah, look, yeah. should like to shoot and hunt, but yeah, instead yeah, yeah. you like to golf. No, yeah. There you go. Um, so I'm uh, sorry, I interrupted. No, no, not at all. He, he, he would come and... I, I would be fascinated by the fact, you know, five shows. So the Thursday show is a fundraiser for, um, you know, a dragon boat, dragon boaters. So there's a mm-hmm. hundred dragon boaters in the room. Mm-hmm. Friday is a young rowdy crowd. Uh, a Friday night, late, drunk, j- very young. Saturday, a little oh, yeah. bit more sophisticated. You know, the makeup of the of the five, right? Of Thursday to Saturday. Yeah. He wouldn't change a word of his set. He would not change a word. He wouldn't change anything. And I found it fascinating. By the end of the uh, the end of each show, it was it was a good set. It mm-hmm. was still very good and entertaining. And I told him once, I go, man, you never. I find it so because I'm a panderer to the you know like that's what if if I see black people in the audience, I've got some material for that. If I see gay, gay people in the audience, I got oh I can say this, maybe I can say that. I'm I'm on viving it left and right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially more more so back then. I have more of a voice at this point that I want to explore no matter what's happening in the room. But that back then, especially, and I said to him, man, you, it's amazing that you always do the same material. No matter who's in the room, you don't change anything. He goes, of course not, man. You make them come to you. You make them come to you. You do you and you make them come to you. It's like, man, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. Well, so, you, it, see, that's interesting because um, <laughs> I, I had an experience once and um, I, I just interviewed Phyllis Diller. And Phyllis Diller was a concert pianist. And I was, I said, well, so what's that about? She goes, do you play? And I'm like, well, yeah, I played since I was five. She said, well, so does David Hyde Pierce. So does this person. So does this person named off a bunch of comics. And she said, it's about timing. Comedy and music is all about timing. And I tell you the story because cut to a week later, I'm doing a, a show to a room full of people in, uh, you know, whatever town it was. So it was a, a resort town and the crowds change every night, but you're in the same room, right? So I do the, I kill. And then the same, the next night, it's the same kind of crowd because it's the same whatever and n- nothing. Like I'm like, it's the same exact show. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm doing a thing different, right? And it's the same makeup. So what's happening? And I realized um, I heard Phyllis in my head going, it's timing. It wasn't that my timing was off at my delivery. It was my timing was off with the crowd. And I had to go, f- I had to become one with them. You know, when he says, uh, you have to have them come to you. Well, you have to find out, I think, where they are. Yeah, which and, as a 25-year veteran that he was, he's able to do that. Right. But that's so instinctual that he's not giving me that advice. Okay, well, I'm... That's yeah, understood. Right, right, right. right. Well, she gave me that advice, no, right? Uh, yeah. So, I, and uh, I didn't realize she was giving me that advice. Yeah. So I actually, I, I changed my tone. I changed my timing. I changed my everything. You know, I tend to have a loud delivery or a fast delivery or whatever until I got to the point where they were comfortable with... I never changed my material. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. And it worked. 
I mean, it would have been a horrible hour. I would have done it because what do I care? I have their money. Oh, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> um, but but uh, it's it saved me. So I think um, I think there's something maybe to take away from that I in terms so. of. I, I personally would like to just get to a point because I'm still figuring out who I am on stage. Mm -hmm. I like to get to a point where I am who I am, no matter who the audience is. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is that my experience thus far as a black woman, I change. I'm like a chameleon mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's always to adjust to the comfort level of other people. I'd like to not be that person. I'd like to be like my dad, who's just my dad, no matter what the circumstance. He's obnoxious, but it's, mm -hmm. it grows on you or, right. or you hate him either way. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, but I think. I think I, I think most women and a lot of black people are very used to like there's a different way. But black you realize people, it's yeah. your comfort level. You know, I'm not yeah. a therapist, but when you say you're when you say right. it, but you just think to their comfort level, it's really you're getting to where you're comfortable. Yeah. And also yeah. comfortable with there will be times where you just don't do well with that particular crowd and being comfortable with that. Right. Yeah, that's but true. I, I imagine you've had experiences, though, and I have, too. And I'm sure you have, Maggie, as a woman. There are times where you don't feel safe. There are times when you're worried. So I can understand there's going to be a certain level of... <sighs> I've never not inside. felt safe. No? No, never. Wow. Hmm. Never. Never, never, never. But that's because I have been very fortunate in my career to have played venues that only I, <laughs> I want to play. I was going to say, clearly you yeah. haven't been to Lethbridge recently. No, no. I, I, listen, <laughs> I go where people... Only where I've been hired for who I am. Um, I, I, I have not, never played a comedy club. Um ever once when I was on the radio in New Jersey they hired me to come to the comedy club and then people came to see me based on that but I've never done a comedy lineup in a comedy room so really? that's why I'm asking you guys these oh, questions yeah because yeah, I'm very 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 lucky in that regard really lucky so, well, I think you knew what you wanted from the yeah. beginning and you went out looking for I never for wanted it. It to be great. a comic someone told me I was Leah Delaria told me I was funny and the next thing you know I was on stage so um, yeah, but, but she also told me how to produce and from there I just produced my own shows. Yeah. So right. it's like, you're coming to see me, coming to see me and Leah, you're coming to see whoever I'm producing. People trust you as a producer too, you know, so if I brought you mm -hmm. to the club, you bring your own people, but they're my people who will go and see Ali Hassan because it's like, oh, Maggie's bringing him to the club. Yeah. So he must be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, I don't know. In that regard, I, I I can't imagine what it's like for you in mm -hmm. Lethbridge, Ollie, or you in front of that crowd that's like mostly white guys who are going to come up to you afterwards and say, you're funny, but, you know, do less black. Well, it's funny. There's a lot of like older comedians who've like been around a while who like to tell you how to be black. Like, <laughs> oh, like I'm, yeah, like I'm telling you or whatever, but. No, no but like, like I'm telling you how to yeah, yeah. do your career. Black I, comics telling you how to be black? No. No, like, white comics telling you how to be black. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, do tell. I want to hear that. Yeah, tell about that. <laughs> wait, I, I, I do it. Can you hold that? Shannon, why have you not felt safe? Like, what what, have you, what was it that you felt unsafe that you were going to get attacked? And then I want to hear about the white no, people I, telling you how to be black. No, you know, not, not necessarily in a comedy club. Just in general. Like, I've been assaulted on the street i've had okay men what does this have to do me. with comedy then i'm sorry no just but as a woman you know what it's like when you have a room when there's men around you who don't like you that can be okay. frightening okay okay yeah. so i'm I, so when you said you don't feel safe i've certainly not felt safe walking you know down yeah. the, my driveway at two in the morning you know in the 
Mm-hmm. Middle of the night or something, and I hear. Why were there coloreds there? Were there the coloreds in the driveway? You know Here, you know what? My neighborhood looks like it's a small world threw up. So m- <laughs> mind your business. Okay. Um, okay. So then go back. So so I'm sorry, I misunderstood what oh, you yeah. were saying. No, so, I just meant like as a as a woman, you know what it's like. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I do. I've certainly not felt safe as a woman, but yeah. not on stage. I've not ever felt afraid. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that I, you know, you want to kill yourself sometimes when you're not going over, and it's just like, please let it be over. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm should, afraid to look at the. Watch. Yeah, I, I know. Find out that I know. Still Thirty-five minutes. Wait a minute. What? What's that? I'm moving my hand towards my. I'm just scratching yeah. my. Holy crap! And then I, just, I said, "Oh, mother." <laughs> should know that Ali's now looking at the back of his hand and his watch at the same <laughs> yes. time. So I should. Radio. You're telling me white guys come up to you and tell you how to be more black? Like older? Like we're talking like. 60 plus, I would say. White guys who've been in the business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone likes a project. Yeah. 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 Like, you know what I like about you? You're not beating me over the head with how black you are. Like, oh, you're you're welcome. I guess, right? <laughs> I'm glad I could make you more comfortable. You know, <laughs> but see, that's the assumption that everyone should be, what you should be talking about should be all white stuff. And if you bring up anything that's not white, you're bashing us over the head with it. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious to me. <laughs> One of the best things I ever, I saw in comedy, for me personally, and I don't know if this is, uh, you know, uh, this is unsolicited, obviously, but but also you're my friend. So I would tell you this, this really helped me. And I constantly strive to become this person as much as possible. I was just a couple of years in and uh, uh, there was a room, the Comedy Nest had a road show every Wednesday and it was a room that was not set up for comedy and it was constantly a struggle for many people. So this was a show where, you know, it was okay, where everyone was doing all right, not that great. Headliner comes on from Vancouver, his name is Kevin Fox. He comes on and he's doing a lot of material and some of it's going well, some of it's not going well, but this one couple is just not laughing. And I was at a stage of my career where all I would be thinking about is that couple, mm-hmm. why are they not laughing? Mm-hmm. I knew better than to ask them why they're not laughing because I saw somebody say that once, like, mm-hmm. oh, what, what do you find funny? And they were like, not you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I will never do that. <laughs> but uh, Kevin Fox looks at this couple and he goes, it's okay, I'm not for everybody. And I remember being like, okay, wait, did he just do that? So one thing that happened is he let them know, I don't give a fuck if you laugh or not. Mm -hmm. I'm not for everybody. Number two, he let himself know Mm -hmm. that I'm not for everybody. I don't care. Like he addressed it and addressed it in the most positive way for a comedian. I'm not for everybody. And, And I just try to be, when I see, even if it's 90 people laughing and five not laughing, those are great odds. But I look at those five and I go, not for everybody, and that's I just like a little mantra. It's, that I you know what? And here's and here's where you know not you not being. Uh, you said before the show, like, I, I still don't know how to make lesbians laugh. Uh, a lesbian will actually tell you that you're not, and I've had to grow a skin to that. Yeah, I. You know what? My girlfriend likes you, but God, you're it's just too much for me. I can't. <laughs> I can't sit through an hour of your shit. Just the yelling. You're too. Um, as someone wrote me an, an email, a really heartfelt email recently. Um, her partner was dying and she was like, you know, when I first met you, I was, and I saw your show and I was like, oh, I felt assaulted. I'm like, well, thank you. And I wanted, having, leaving the audience assaulted, that's what I want as a pull quote for my next poster. (laughs) Left the audience feeling assaulted. Um, So so I I wanted to ask you both um, about being afraid uh, from, uh, because before we got on on the air again, Ali, you were talking about... um, being afraid in terms of saying the wrong thing from a politically correct standpoint. Um, Scott Thompson was on this show. Did I say that? Uh, I think you did. 
Okay, I Maybe, can't remember the context. Let's, uh, well, okay. Let's go if, through it If you together. didn't, let me set it up by <laughs> yeah. saying Scott Thompson was on the show once saying he was more afraid of the left than he was of the right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that respect, um, well, what happens, the right's not coming to my own show. Yeah, they may be at a show where I'm on the bill. In a comedy room, yeah. But they're not coming to a show, especially not Muslim Interrupted. Even my 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 past show was From Zero to Hero. It has my kids on the picture. I'm clearly a brown guy with brown kids. You know, the right, uh, now, now I'm, I don't want to equate right with racist, but you know, the, those elements that, that don't like the presence of a Muslim guy will not be at my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the left and, and the, the negative part of the left is, is this, which Scott Thompson, in my opinion, is probably scared of, is when I make a joke about Muslims, and I am a Muslim, and I make some kind of a joke, and then some... A uh, person will lean back and cross their arms in protest, mm-hmm. and that infuriates me because I'm like, "This is your big fucking move. This is your big move." Oh, I'm not going to laugh at that. I'm, but uh, even though other people are laughing, other brown people, Muslim people in this room are laughing, you will not laugh. That's your big move. Did you give any money to Syria to refugees? Did you donate any humer- humanitarian crisis mm-hmm. in a brown country? No. Your big move is you lean back and you crossed your arms and you showed him, and it drives me insane. And that's when I have to read. Really, really deep, deep down, reach into yeah, my. Yeah, but does uh, these people Kevin ever come Fox. up to you and say, uh, you know, call you out on it and I say, get, you know what, that I get was more, that was Muslim phobic or Islamophobic? We or, got that once. We got that once after Dave Merhej and I were doing uh, "We Ain't Terrorists." We got somebody unappreciative of the jokes we were making. Uh, well, one person, and then on the flip side, I didn't hear enough jokes about terrorism related there's some more stuff you could do why was he talking about his father i'm like well that's the name of the show we in terrorists we're regarded as such at borders and in other places aisha do you find that with the uh with the african community that you mm-hmm. if you say things that are uh you know i i don't know that the people come up to you and they're mad at you because you said something about don lemon uh <laughs> i have yet to experience that i think i'm too new so far, people love me. Uh, <laughs> I'm adorable. Terrence uh, Howard is your Don Lemon, I think. So, yeah, I go at Terrence it, Howard a yeah, lot on yeah. stage. That's true. I Actually, that's maybe the one backlash I've had is that uh, is Terrence Howard, yeah. uh, black people love him so much. And I'm like, but he's a monster. And I've actually had uh, somebody, I think it was Sandra Battaglini, who's a big Empire fan, which is like hilarious to me. She loves it so much. And yeah. we've talked about it. I She's, can't even watch the commercials. I'm sorry. It's, it's like they took wreck. cheese because whiz. Because of the colors? Because of the... <laughs> it's like they took cheese whiz and and another kind of processed cheese. And then um and then they took <laughs> the soft cheeses and they put them all in a bowl and they microwaved it. And they were like, here, here's yeah. a dro- here's a show for you. I'm like, that's a bowl of cheese. That is I, not a TV show. I once made a joke about Lee Daniels being like Popeyes because they're, it's bad for black people, but we love him. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, and that did not go over very well. That didn't. The people were like, I don't understand what you're saying. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, people. I, I would like everyone to know that not that good. Aisha moved stuff? her neck when she said that right. joke. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. It's a, it's a tick. But uh, yeah, no, I, I. It's weird. I don't really think there's a a lot of uh, like left leaning people who will come and say anything to me because I'm a black woman. Funny enough, mm. I think there's a little bit of a they don't want to seem like racist or sexist. They're like, I'll, I'll, they just give me a pass. What about mm. uh, other jokes? Um, uh, um, Ali as a man jokes about women. Um, oh, I joke about black men. Oh, there's a joke I make about black men that 
that usually goes over really well with black women. But black men have told me like, I really don't like, I don't appreciate that joke. <laughs> like, and it true? is, it, what's it's the, so innocuous. It's a, uh, I say, I don't date black men anymore. And it's not, uh, it's, it's actually, it's more targeted towards me. I say it's not um, anything racist. It's that I've done the math and statistically black men don't love me. And then I say the numbers don't lie, just black men do. Oh, yikes. Right? yikes. And there's always like a black girl in the audience who's like, yes, girl. Like I'm pandering to like black women. That's my that's my demo. Yeah, yeah. But there's always black men in the audience like you don't know me. Oh, <laughs> you're right. I don't know you. I'm speaking of my personal experience with all of my black ex-boyfriends. They don't love me. <laughs> They're idiots. And what about how about making a joke about um, another um, culture or another. I mean, we've talked um, about that a lot. I emceed a lot. That's what I did the most for the first five years. I was emceeing a ton. I enjoy it. And and when you emcee, you learn how to gain the audience's trust. Yeah. And you got to come off as likable and you got to be, you know, ready to be on your feet. And, and with that likability uh, comes this ability to sort of, uh, you know, goof around and go places with people's um, race and, and religion and that kind of stuff. Uh, I always try to be not uh, super offensive, but it doesn't matter. You're going to offend anyway. Sure. You know? But are you, I, I, we've talked about this a bazillion times and I'll talk about it again because you, you know, here you are, you're a guy, you're a straight guy, you're sitting here. Uh, you feel like you can go out and make a rape joke and that's okay. And I'm not, I would never tell anybody not to make a rape joke, but it's just not a space that I'm comfortable in. Mm -hmm. My, I remember taking my wife to, uh, to a show early on. I think we were still dating at the time, but I was coming to Toronto regularly. We'd go to a show and it was a, this particular dark comic who made a joke about uh, a miscarriage and uh, a miscarried fetus or an aborted fetus. And I just, I could feel my, my wife at that time, girlfriend, her energy just shrink. She's like, I didn't like that joke. I did not like that joke. Cause it took her to a point. She'd had two miscarriages. It took her to a particular point And it's like, well, I feel bad for you. You're the woman I love. But at the same time, like, I can't, that guy can't be considering everybody's feelings in the room when he's crafting a joke. It's, it's like that literally ruined the rest of her evening. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, she couldn't, she couldn't, she didn't enjoy anything See, after that. I don't that. know why you can't be considering like everybody's feelings when you're telling a joke. I don't, I actually, I know this is. Do you, would you say you do? I'm an ex-lawyer, right? So yeah. I, when I, t when I. But I'm also an activist, and I'm also really outspoken about certain things. So I was just on the Pope when I was in the States, right? And I was like, stop telling me I should like this man, okay? I'm, I just stop it. You know, and so is that taking in consideration the feelings of those who who just go Catholics crazy the for the Pope? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I told them why. I was like, you know, you're the same people who, if you know, he's he's the head of a large organization and we talked about this last week right i don't tell the same joke twice but he's the head of a large organization and if he was the, the head of a corporation that discriminated against gay people and women you would be picketing so why are you asking me to like the head of an organization that discriminates against gay people and women sure. like i was trying to just get right. them on the same page and i could see you know the light go out of certain people's eyes and so what i did was i because i don't want people to feel bad i said you know what but on the other hand I could change my mind because Madonna likes him, right? And I use slides, so I had a picture of Madonna as a, a nun. And I, and they came right back, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to leave them like that guy left your your wife. wife yeah. And that's because that's part of a, a, a – and I'm going to ask you that. Don't you have, feel like you have a bit of a moral responsibility to make 
people feel better after they've seen your show? Think maybe, but actually have them leave not I, in a better well, that's mood? That's an interesting question. You know, so some, let's say somebody who had, had a miscarriage comes up to a comedian and goes, that joke made me very uncomfortable. What is the comedian's response now? I mean, my, my not, thing is like, well, I'm not, I'm not here... <laughs> Don't but, tell me to change my joke. Like the, the, these black guys come the, the, and say to you, these, this, these handful of guys who have come and told you, I don't appreciate you saying it's, black men lie. Uh, yeah. Like there's, it's never been, because I think the point, I, I would explain to them, the point of that joke isn't that black men lie. The point of that joke is that yeah. I'm hypersensitive and I'm wounded. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not. Yeah. So I'm, I guess if the, if they get the impression that I'm saying all black men are liars, that's fair. And that's. Sorry, you feel that way. Maybe right. stop. Right. I think, that, I think that's funny. the difference. Yeah. I think that's the difference, though. Is yeah. like let's say someone. Okay, if if your your wife had gone up to that comic and said, uh, "Oh, everything was great, but I just you know that you know was kind of hard for me because I had suffered a miscarriage," and he said, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I wasn't targeting you. It was just a joke. I'm I'm sorry that it hurt your feelings." There's that answer, or there's. No, you can't censor me. Right. I'm a comic. I'm the voice of the world. Yeah. We're the people. It's right. like, okay, don't be a dick. You know what? There's two. Shannon, that's exactly. I gotta agree. With I don't that, think yeah. that that comic should change their joke, but right. I think there's a room for an apology right there, mm, and I think sure. that's exactly. I mean, that is it. Yeah. That is it. I mean, yeah, and, and, and the other I, thing yeah, too is like the value is the joke so funny that it's worth triggering uh, trauma for a person. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're gonna bring up uh, rape. Is the is your joke so hilarious and so like needs to be said and you're you're taking the right stance on this that it's worth putting a person who maybe went through a trauma recently mm -hmm. through that all over again? Like, Which brings us back yeah. to where we started, um, and that is uh, you know the world we live in today. So mm -hmm. uh, let's 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 end where we started. So uh, how do we uh, how do we tackle what we're dealing what we have in front of us today without bringing up trauma and helping people heal? As a, as a as comics, my solution has been to be to go as much into the personal as possible. Mm -hmm. So, this show that I'm working on, it's called Muslim Interrupted, and there was definitely an interruption in my journey into my foray into Islam or my trip along uh, Islam. And that might be offensive to some people, particularly Muslims, who are like, "This is not the right message. You're not promoting Islam." You're, but my, my retort can always be that this is my personal experience. Mm -hmm. And you can't take away my right to tell my personal experience, mm -hmm. especially I'm doing it in a form of entertainment. And I'm trying to tell you from the poster to the promo to the first 10 words that come out of my mouth that this is that, – that, I'm trying to prepare you for what's about to come. So there's no surprises. Mm -hmm. So for me to be particular, you know – Personal, like you, like Aisha was saying with her bit, this is about her and her own mm -hmm. wounds. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's the solution in my mind to stay away from offending people too much. And you still will, you still will, but at least you have a response like, "Hey, man, I'm just talking about what's happened to me." Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you could always just go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> and and then that. there's that. that. Sometimes you want to. Sometimes okay. you want to. And then there's that, Aisha. Do you feel the same um, way about that or feel the same way I'd, I'd also just add i think we talked earlier a little bit about uh fear having control over a population right so yep. uh, like different mm -hmm. people getting violent against muslims at this time they're doing that because they're afraid they're altering their behavior because of fear 
I think it's probably you think they're altering their behavior. I think they're just complete assholes, and they're get they they think they have permission now. But go ahead, I don't mean to well, interrupt you. They they may have all of that is probably on the surface, right? Those those hateful opinions are are there. Oh, right? they're there. <laughs> but the mm-hmm. need to act on them is fear based, <clears throat> just like with people who all of a sudden are now reconsidering accepting refugees, Syrian refugees, into the country. Well, that, I think that's fear based. I think those other people. Are and we can agree to disagree on this. Mm-hmm. I think those other people are actually just um, they are they were just assholes to begin with, and it's an excuse. But it's now what an is excuse. an asshole though? I think I, I agree like, with you. I think that yeah. it is fear. Like even with like racism, it's like not understanding, thinking that someone's different than you, think somehow that they can right. hurt you. Something. It's it's you're an asshole for thinking that way and not for bothering sure. to open your mind. But it it's all it's ignorance. Like, all ignorance cops, isn't fear. Ignorance isn't really, fear. I think they're related. Like all those cops that are are shooting unarmed kids or unarmed people, they're not doing it because they they get a bonus at the end of the year. They're doing it because actually they're t- they do. I, <laughs> and during that Matt Galloway uh, interview, I think uh, about carding, uh, there well, was they a, get a mention of the bonus. Sure, there's a quota. <laughs> there's an incentivized quota for carding, <laughs> yes. but for killing people, probably no, no probably not. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but <laughs> I, I think that there that's a fear response when you're shooting somebody in the back because you're afraid that they might have a weapon. Right? You're doing that because you're an idiot, but also because you're terrified. I, I think. When we start acting differently because of fear, the other side does win. So, yeah, we probably right. I probably should be more authentic and more myself on stage. No, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Shut up. No, you're ass. I quit comedy. I remember that's, 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 that's what, nice what I wanted here Way at the go. Art of Comedy. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, Ali is uh, doing Muslim Interrupted, and where are you doing that? Well, I just did it this weekend. I'm going to try before the end of December to do. Uh, another iteration of it. Um, iteration sounds like a change, uh, just an improvement on what I've already, what I'm very proud of already putting out there. Uh, but I want to put give a, a significant uh, chunk of proceeds uh, to to Syrian refugees, and this is just something I've thought about in the last two days. So, which organization will benefit from that, and where that'll happen, I don't know. But anyway, StandUpAli.com is the website, and okay. before the end of the year, I'm, I'm okay. hoping to do a benefit show. Aisha, you're smiling. I'm smiling because there's nothing I can say to plug after this that's going to sound that great. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Just plug, like, plug something. I'm, I'm going to plug my show I'm going to hug children after this. Okay. Be back. Doing an open <laughs> mic at the squeaking <laughs> fart. You know the squeaking <laughs> fart on uh, Washington? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually releasing with a, I'm a part of a hip hop comedy collective nice. called uh, Running yes. at the Mouth. And we're releasing an album with Comedy Records on December 18th. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. You Thank better you. pray that my fundraiser ain't on the 18th, all right? <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't care. take kindly to competition. Well, I don't care because Shannon and I are doing a show on the tenth uh, called uh, "Nothing About the Holidays" because uh, nothing we, to do with the nothing holidays. to do with the holidays. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, bah humbug to both. Well, of them, yeah, <laughs> there might be some holiday stuff in there, but uh, we're we're and that's at Buddies and Bad Times Theater. And I'm going to leave you with this because uh, I was really freaked, you know, um, and upset, and sort of 9/11 upset after Beirut and Paris, and um, I was. Uh, doing some work on my house and I was painting and I just couldn't take my mind out of it, off of it, right? I mean, you can't turn on anything and watch anything. And BBC seems to carry on, which is the opposite of CNN, where Wolf mm-hmm. Blitzer talks in the same monotone voice about everything. There has been a terror attack in Paris. A kitten is stuck up a tree. I'm like, which, what? Maybe. And the apple pie festival. It's yeah. may, may, maybe modulate. But uh, what I decided is that actually in these times that comedy is our friend. Because, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm in the middle of trying to write a little blog to uh, 
uh, an homage to Tina Fey called Liz Lemon is my friend, especially in times of terror. Because uh, what I did was I was trying to get my head out of it and I couldn't and I couldn't. And, you know, we're privileged in that way, right? Mm -hmm. Turned on my computer and I started painting and binge watching 30 Rock. And until I got my head into a place that wasn't a profound sadness. So I could actually do some good in the world besides inhale paint fumes and, yeah. you know, run around in circles and going, why? Uh-huh. Why? So I don't know if you agree with me, but I think that is our job really uh, is to is to be there for people oh, in a time when, uh, when you know what, you feel like poop. Yeah. And I think we're, we're, we're getting, we're, we're getting more and more avenues and vehicles to do this. You know, you listen to Bill Burr's podcast, and Bill Burr would not have had a, 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 I don't know if he would have ever done this on stage, but in his podcast, which is an hour long, hour and a half, sometimes he talks about like, you know, you got all these Republicans worried about these Muslims are going to instill Sharia law in the country, Sharia law. When has that ever happened? We're worried about something that has zero precedence. And instead, we're not worrying about the food supply that is being poisoned right now. That's something that's actually happened. And when he says things like that, I'm like. Oh fuck! Comedy is so powerful. It's yeah, so and, powerful. And, and you it's know hundreds what? of thousands people. But that's a comic that talking that. about stuff, and yeah. that's different than comedy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we're we're talking. But it's about allowed stuff. him. No, him, right? Him and it being allowed, so great right. at talking. It, right, and that's my comedy. point. Yeah. I, I mean, we probably talked a lot less about the art of comedy um, during this hour than we did about you know what we should be doing uh, and about you know your feelings as a black woman on stage and your feelings as a brown guy and a mm-hmm. Muslim and. And what are you like? No religion, by the way. Yeah, like I believe yeah. in nothing. Nice. <laughs> I kind of get. Ready for my joke? I'm agnostic. How can I know? Who am I? God, thank you. I'll be here all week. Enjoy the veal. And with that, I thank <laughs> all of you for listening and for coming. Adam on the board, Shannon McDonough, Aisha Brown. Look for your CD, comedy CD coming out, running at the mouth on December 18th. And Ali Hassan, who's holding his, I did not poison did your you, water. No, but did you hear the grumbling? The Is that was your stomach? Oh I didn't God. know what the heck that was. I thought they were doing a sound check downstairs. It might also be water. That. Oh, yeah. Ali, Ali, oh, Ali Hassan, uh, Muslim interrupted um, with proceeds to go to some kind of uh, good cause for Syrian refugees. Yeah. That'll be coming up. And uh, Shannon and I will be uh, with special guest Jane Ford at Buddies in Bad Times Theater on December 10th. This has been The Art of Comedy. You're listening to Peach Radio. Uh, you can hear us at peachradio.com. Well, they know that already. Thanks, Shannon, because they're already listening to it on peachradio.com, right? I just said that's right. what they want. They wanted <laughs> us to okay, say dot com. Okay, dot this com. is why I'm here, right. so make sure you say you're the here dot com. You're because you're smart and funny. Um, I've been Maggie Casella. Thanks so much for listening.